is Stevie Rochelle from Top and Metal Sludge. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock. What's up? This is Dave Rude from Tesla. And you're listening to Music Mania. Music Mania. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. You the best! You got the best! We roll tonight to the guitar fight. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Have no fear, the Music Mania podcast is here, coronavirus or not, we are powering on into the month of March. I'll tell you what, everybody's been affected in one way or another, as you've seen so many events canceled, and for me, it's been really tough because not only do I do the Music Mania podcast here, so I'm traveling to concerts and events a lot, festivals certainly, we've seen Coachella and Bonnaroo, South, South by Southwest have already been given the axe, this is a tough time if you're someone trying to travel to events, not only that, but sporting events, I cover sports as well. I was hoping to be on hand for the NCAA tournament. Now, I do believe media are going to be allowed into some of the uh, some of the events, but no fans played for the March Madness tournament. Nobody can really believe what's going on right now in America, but we are combating that with a dose of music mania here this week as our guest is going to be Tommy Skio, former Tesla guitarist, and he has formed a new project called Resist and Bite. And I'm really intrigued by this. Um, he has launched this new project, uh, and joining him in the group are ex-Lynch Mob lead vocalist Nathan Utz, guitarist Steve Stokes, drummer David Parks, and a bassist Brian Powell. And we've already, uh, there's a YouTube video for the Resistant Bite song, The Myth I'm Living. It is a great tune. I can't wait to hear more. Can't wait to get into it with Tommy about what this is going to be like, kind of how this differs from his uh, songwriting uh, style that he uh, used in Tesla. We're going to talk maybe about the 30-year anniversary coming up of the five-man acoustic jam, kind of his time in Tesla. Does he have any regrets? He's been out of the group now since 2006, uh, where he's been replaced by guitarist Dave Rude, who's done a tremendous job in his stead. But for Tommy, legions of fans still you know, follow what this guy does. He actually has been doing um, guitar lessons that are available on his website, and I believe he's still doing those. We're going to talk to him about that. Um, so definitely head over, find the Tommy Skio official Facebook page, find the Resist and Bite Facebook page so you can follow uh, everything that's going to be coming from them. Can't wait to see it. Um, I've really always been such a fan of Tommy's from uh, kind of his inception uh, into Tesla, his songwriting style. Songs like Edison's Medicine and Freedom Slaves from that album, which he co-wrote. Um, so we're going to get into all that and much more with Tommy. Excited to do this. Um, you know, it's going to be rough. But at the time that this is recorded, which I'm recording it uh, a day early because I've got uh, a Tommy Skio interview and then um, heading out on the road to cover the Kiss concert in Tulsa. Yes, um, as of now, it's still happening. So 
this podcast may air uh, this Friday, and there be no concert as of now. Kiss the two, uh, end of the road tour is still forging on. Uh, they've canceled the meet and greets, but uh, as of now that they played in, uh, I believe Lubbock, Texas, uh, a couple nights ago, and going to be down in Tulsa to cover uh, the show. David Lee Roth opening. Excited to see this leg of the tour. I saw uh, the first leg and the second leg. So, I it, to me. I'm going to go and see this thing while I still can. And I'm going to check it out and I'm going to review it. They've changed up the set list a little bit, added songs. Um, when they add Tears Are Falling, I think, and Do You Love Me, uh, swap that out with Crazy Nights, which I was a huge fan of the edition of Crazy Nights the time I saw them back in September. So off to see Kiss this weekend. So I got this interview with Tommy in and I got some great questions from the uh, uh, Tesla group uh, Facebook page. So we're going to ask... Tommy, definitely some of those questions along with uh, getting into a lot of the resist and bite stuff and, uh, and much more. So excited for that coming up. So before I get into my interview with uh, Tommy Skio this week, got to tell you about uh, my sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, they've been a staple of the Northland. They buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Unfortunately, the party at CD Warehouse is coming to an end this May. So go in and see them. They're blowing out merchandise. Go see what they still have up at CD Warehouse. They are open and keeping it alive until May. So go see owner Randy Ringer. Tell them that Music Mania sent you, and there will be a discount or it's on us. Guys, Music Mania Podcast, uh, always a proud to be partnered with um, CD Warehouse. And personally, CD Warehouse has been such a big part of my life. I worked there whenever I was in college and uh, really an indoctrination to uh, so many great albums and artists that I learned from guys up there like the owner Randy Ringer who's a personal friend of mine to this day Burt Huntsman um, guys like that that were working there and just kind of you know as a younger guy I'm 35 they really helped they, they kind of led me down this path they helped do that for sure to lead me down to this kind of style and era of rock music that I so uh, that I so love today so get to CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri tell them Music Mania sent you and there will be a discount or it's on us Clint, what's the word, man? Well, the word is, I'm here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I was supposed to see Kiss tonight, and they've pulled the plug on her, Tommy. We're, the world's gone mad, my friend. What's happened? <laughs> yeah, the, the world, well, I think the, 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 the media has gone mad, and women have gone mad. That, let me, I think that's the case, myself. Well, this affects, I mean, people like you that have toured the world and have, and have been out there and have been playing live since you were young. I mean, you, you, people like you know more than anyone. I mean, is, is, as someone that has traveled and, and, and played shows from co- corner to corner, I mean, is this, does this concern someone like you or, is it, or do you feel like this is just, hey, come well, on? Well, no, I mean, I, I think it's kind of, I, I understand that, you know, we got to be safe. It's another strain of the flu and. But, you know, basically there's a percentage. And if you look at the percentage, it's very low. And it's um, basically older people that are sick. Now, I'm not an expert, but, you know, I look at the percentages. No, I'm not I'm not very worried about it. But my wife is, my the guitar, other guitar player's wife is, and they're driving us nuts. Well, <laughs> and, I, and that, that does uh, stand for something. So you've, <laughs> you've got to... <laughs> she handed me a thing of Clorox, uh, like a... A thing of like wipes to to bring with me on the airplane tonight. For, for, I'm flying out tomorrow to Tennessee, and 
I'm like, I'm not going to wipe the seat down. I just, you know, it's not my style. If I was really worried or something was going to be bad, then maybe, but I'm just not. So well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm dead. I don't know. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Well, we'll I, I think it's uh, okay to be a contrarian in these situations. It's, what, what's it been <laughs> like? Tommy, for you, I mean, you've, you, you know, over the years, you've always been... Um, you know, you've always kind of been out there. You've always been accessible. You've been doing, uh, you know, guitar lessons via your website, but you've been doing a lot of interviews lately. I know you just did one with our good friends, uh, Decibel Geek. I think you've got our uh, Mitch LaFon coming up. What's a bit, you've been doing a bunch of interviews lately. W- what's the blitz been like for you? Have, have you been enjoying doing that? Um, I, yeah, the interviews are okay. Sometimes it goes down a road where I, I don't totally want to go down, but I'm such like, I kind of wear my, emotions and my just I'm just wear everything on my sleeve kind of so that gets me into trouble sometimes and I just end up saying things that uh I I just would would are probably better off not even being said and don't have anything to do with anything but that's my bad you know I just I'm just a kind of a a weirdo I don't know Oh, that's okay. Blabbermouth right now is, uh, they're waiting by, waiting for that quote that they can put up on the headline. They're just waiting for it right now. I'm sure they've got someone in here ready to just make a clickbait headline and it'll be perfect. So <laughs> we. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how important it all is either, but, but anyway, sometimes I. I go too far. I don't know. Well, I will say it is important because um, you know we we put this up in the in the the uh, the Tesla fan Facebook page group, and I've never had so many responses and, and so many questions. I mean, we've had uh, you know we've done hundreds of interviews on on this podcast, and so there's a lot of people with a lot of questions. But uh, I, you know, th- this project well, I have been I have been very uh, kind of uh, um, a, a little bit of a recluse in the last ten years. I mean, I've still been working and doing stuff, but. Yeah, I can see that. Well, it's just great to 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 hear you working on something that this resist and bite. We got to get into this because oh. it's incredible. I think that um, <laughs> uh, whenever I heard the uh, the song, which is the myth I'm living, the one that you guys put out on YouTube, I'm so blown uh-huh. away, and so many people are blown away. Just kind of take us to the genesis of this. How did this all form? Take us back, and and how did resist and bite uh, get off the ground? Sure. Sure. So, um, okay. So I, I was, um, I, you know, I would, I put out, so over the last 10 years or so, I, I put out a couple of solo records, right? And, um, I mean, they, they're nothing special, just kind of just having fun and keeping busy, right? And just being creative. But, uh, anyway, through that, I, the last record I did, the skin suit record, right? Is this, it's just me and my partner, this, this friend of mine that sings, and we just did the record for fun, kind of. And um, this this Dave Parks, the drummer from Resistant Bite, had had reached out to me and just said how much he loved the music. And I just post like little things on my Facebook page. And through that, and he's also a friend of Troy's, and through that whole connection, um, he ended up drumming on that record, on the Skin Suit record. And then from there on out, we had just talked about music and where it's at and just just kind of, and his, he really loves my style and, and kind of what I bring. And so we just got to talk and just thought, man, we should, we should do a band, man. All guys that have kind of done it and, um, you know, no BS and just go out and have a good time with it. So that's kind of how it started. And I just started two, about two years ago. I started writing songs for it, you know, and I had, didn't, I haven't stopped. I've still been doing it. I mean, we've got a lot of songs, but anyway, uh, 
so that's kind of how it started. You know, I sent him some songs, and then he he gave the CD I sent to him to Steve, uh, the other guitar player, and he kind of did his take on it, added a chorus. You know, we kind of collaborated on that, and Myth was the first song we wrote. So, um, you know, when right out the gate, I heard that, and I was like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. You know, I just, I had to, we had to be a band. I just, I couldn't, there was no other, there was no other choice after I heard that, right? And so then, and so now we've been just working on songs. Uh, we had another singer, and that didn't work out, so um, that was tough. But then we got, got Nate right after that, and, man, Nate just took it to a whole other level as far as, lyrically and, and writing and he's just really creative and now we have I mean we have enough for almost a double record if we wanted to do a double debut record we could do it and um, the other thing about that it's not just to do a double debut record but the songs are there I mean I'm just every song we do man we're just tripping because they're I just feel it man I believe in it of course I believe in the music I don't give them anything that you know I just give them the best of the best of what I'm writing and then uh yeah, Nate has taken taken the rest of it as far as with the lyrics and everything. It's just going great. Everyone gets along really good. It is quite amazing. It's just we're having a great time. That is so tremendous to hear. I think that the response has been so positive. It's funny, if you go to the YouTube video, the very first uh, comment on there says, Take my money now. People are into this, man. <laughs> <laughs> People love this. And so it's, I know. It's great you know, to hear. Well, the thing that, well the, I'm sorry. The thing about myth is that that's, that's, the, that's the first demo we ever made yeah and i mean that thing sounds like a record we did master it for the one the first radio show we did when radio started calling we they said well, we'll bring a song we oh man we don't really have a record out we don't you know and that's the thing is we don't have a record right now so it's like people are thinking this is the record i don't know what they're thinking but it's really it's a demo man that we just kind of trimmed up and mastered and got it done halfway decent and that's what you're hearing it's quite amazing how good it sounds i know i'm tripping on that well I, I promise this is not a rhetorical question or a joke in any way but i mean you, you've talked about i think um in a previous interview that you're looking at some maybe some tour dates this summer uh we we talked at the onset of course we know what's going on in the world right now but is that kind of still the plan you guys getting out and doing some live shows because that's that'd be a, a yeah. big part of this of course yeah well i mean as far as touring probably not this summer what we'll do this summer and we like we were going to start rehearsing for, for doing shows uh, next month, and we decided to go back in one more time and, and do some more, uh, putting some more songs together, just because it's been going so good. And I really am kicking around the idea of a debut double records because I think it would be ballsy and really kick ass, and the songs are there. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, we're going to probably do some one-off shows this summer as well. And, and Nate's got another band, of Aerosmith Tribute Band, he does, so he'll he'll that. He's kind of booked the summer a lot, so that will keep him busy. So we'll probably do some one-off shows this summer and then start booking for the next summer is what we'll do uh, as far as really getting out there and going. But we'll probably do some shows this year. I have a feeling we will. Well, absolutely looking forward to that. Um, I wanted to, to ask you about kind of working with another guitarist and Steve Stokes. Of course, famously, you worked alongside uh, Virtuoso and Frank Hannon for so many years in Tesla. Yeah. Kind yeah. of what, what's it like working with another guitarist and what, you know, kind of relating that to how it was, you know, working with, with Frankie for so, so many years sure. and so many great that's, things that's that a, came from that? A, yeah, that's a great question because um, it's a trip, man. I, I mean, me and Frank had like this... Uh, I mean, I, I always say, you know, we never really talked about much, and I don't know how great of friends we were, you know, he's kind of weird, we just, I don't know, but 
It's like we just never really talked about stuff. We just kind of did it. You know what I mean? And I, I have been seeing in interviews lately, and this is true. Um, I wish we had done a lot more as far as working out. I mean, we could have done some more really good harmony stuff, and we didn't do a lot of that as much as we should have, I don't think. But anyway, working with Frank is amazing. He's an amazing guitar player, and our thing together, and I noticed I've got this, like, uh, I'm not a real virtuoso-type guitar player, right? So when I get with guys like Frank, it's like it makes for this, I don't know what it is, but the thing is, what I'm trying to get at is that me and Steve kind of got the same thing. He's a lot like Frank in that way. I mean, he's not the same kind of guitar player, but he's he's very good and just really brings a lot, brings that kind of musicality to our band, kind of like how Frank did to Tesla. So that really works well with my plane, and um, man, I love it. And I, that's the first thing I noticed, because on Mitch, you know, he's playing the solo on that, Steve is. And that was the first thing I noticed how, you know, like on Myth, how our guitars kind of interacted, and it was quite nice. And as we've gone on, of course, I, I now I see what it is, and we just we kind of clip, kind of like me and Frank did. And we don't really talk about the stuff either. We just kind of do it, although we have, and I have, uh, you know, I want to do more harmony stuff. I got two guitar players, and I like doing that, and I don't think we did it enough in uh, Tesla, so we're doing it a bit more in this. Um, Mike Rizzo from uh, the Facebook page wants to know um, if you keep in touch with any of the guys from Tesla. And he said that uh, he saw in an interview a while back where he said that you maybe didn't like the fact that uh, Dave Rude changed the intro to Edison's Medicine. True or false? Oh, that's I, I did say something about um, the intro. I'm not saying I don't like it really. or it's, That's their business. I don't get into that. I just, um, I know why I saw a clip of him, and, and it's like he just was playing some blues. I mean, he wasn't even playing the intro to it, so I don't know if he couldn't cop it, or, or it is a crazy intro, so I guess I wouldn't blame him. You know, my style's <laughs> trip. But, uh, no, I mean, it does, I don't care, whatever. Well, uh, absolutely. Um, moving on, uh, Vernon Pennington wants to know, how is the music of this new band, Resistant Bites, similar to Tesla's? I guess that's kind of a general question, but... Well, yeah, it's 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 it is similar. Except I, where I wanted to go in Tesla is where I'm going with Resistant Bite. I always wanted to go a lot heavier. I always gave them heavy songs, and not all of them got used. You know, so this is more. You know, this is more where I wanted to go with Tesla. More of a heavier vibe, but it is like Tesla in the respect that um, it is kind of diverse. We, we're more on the heavier side. But we still get kind of diverse like Tesla did. You know, we got some pop songs. We, we, we kind of switch it up and go all around, you know. But we're basically pretty heavy. It's a lot heavier, I think, than Tesla. Um, a good question here from Greg Cook. He asked, um, were you mad or even relieved when you uh, exited Tesla back in 2006? And uh, if your feelings have uh, changed since then? Matt, yeah. You know, it's funny. A little bit of, um, of, of all of that. I mean... Towards the end of Tesla, I, I was really messed up, right? And I wasn't behaving that great. And also, I was kind of having issues with just, I don't know, the, it's hard to explain without sounding like a total asshole, I guess. But it's just, I just know, I, I there was a little bit of, I was relieved in a little bit in a way, and I was mad in, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, I feel like I was scapegoated, you know? But, um... Now, now I feel it's just, I don't know. I mean, over the years, I thought, okay, if they ever asked me to go back type of thing, I'd probably do it, you know. That was my career, and that's how I make money, you know, and it's it's all good that way. I would do it, but now I say, no, I would I mean, you know, if they asked me right now to 
come back. Or, and that's not even on the table or even being talked about. But if it was, I, you know, I just, I love what I'm doing right now. I'm really happy with it. So there was a little bit of all of that, I would say. Yeah. Well, Tommy, um, obviously these last, these last 14 years, you've, you've had to probably find yourself. I mean, you've had ups and downs, you know, personally, professionally, it sounds like you've come out the other end, though, man, and that uh, th- this direction is really positive for you, and I-, I just couldn't be more happy for you right now, man, to be honest with you. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Thank you. You know what? I feel the same way. We're, I'm really jazzed, and uh, yeah, it was, man. It, it did get bad, and I, it was weird, and I did come out on the other side of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I feel relatively healthy. I, I, you know, the, the thing with my health is I'm just getting older. I'm 58 years old, and you just start falling apart, so... That's where I'm at with health, you know, but not doing drugs or nothing, you know. Just yeah, I may smoke some pot here and there, stuff <laughs> like that. But you know, no, no, we're not doing the smack anymore. So we're doing good. Absolutely, that's just wonderful. Um, my good friend and the person that got me into Tesla. Uh, Bert Huntsman has a question. He wants to know about uh, the breakup in 96 and kind of what led to the forming of uh, Bar 7 and why you and Jeff Keith decided to that you two were going to kind of go off and form uh, Bar 7 after Tesla. Okay, so in 96 was the first time I left. And after I left, they fell apart. And we were, I mean, we were all kind of fucked. It wasn't just me, right? Um, and then... Uh, couple of years went by and me and Jeff started talking about stuff and then we just kind of just formed a band I mean you know we didn't it wasn't like some grand plan but we did that made the record and went and toured on it and uh then that kind of nah, well I was still doing a lot of dope then and stuff it, it didn't really fall apart but there was there were some issues there but then you know I don't think the guys in Tesla liked that me and Jeff were out doing stuff and they weren't doing anything so then Brian had to step in and go oh you should put Tesla back together and that's what we, what we ended up doing and uh then I still carried on with my business you know it went well for a while but I still was misbehaving a little bit and by by 2005 I was just like 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 kind of like that one guy said I was just like sick of it and they yeah. were sick of me in a lot of ways so <laughs> well uh all's well that ends well of course uh when, with regards to that um so we're, we're just skipping around here this is how we do things here Tommy we just we just yeah, keep it rocking here uh this is kind of unbelievable to me but uh in November we're going to be talking about the 30 year anniversary of the five man acoustic jam um if you uh-huh. would take us back to that the importance of that for for you guys kind of how things changed around then just kind of take us through uh, that what an important um, so record that, was. that was a thing kind of between us and our management we just started talking about doing a whole show and a lot of the you know we and we had to kind of test the waters we did some shows like that but it was it was fun man we um you know, I took like a song like "Coming at You Live," and I, you know, we broke it down into like a blues jam. Or same with Monday Cowboy, I broke that down like to a kind of a, a almost like a just a mellow kind of Spanish type song. It came out like sounding like so. We it was really creatively, it was a lot of fun. And then of course we we recorded it in one night, and that was like you know not expensive to do. And then the record went double platinum, and it was like. It was just, it was amazing, man. It was just like, it came out great. We just, everything about it was like kind of a win-win kind of thing. It just kind of snowballed, yeah. And then, you know, the whole thing about it, like we brought, uh, you know, acoustics, acoustic to the forefront. I don't know about that. I mean, people have been doing it forever. Zeppelin broke down and did 
huge success. We might have been the first band to like have a real popular, uh, you know, like a top ten hit around a, a, an acoustic, you know, setting type thing, like where we were all acoustic. I, I don't know, but I don't think we were breaking down any uh, doors or anything like that. Well, uh, Frank Cannon recently um, did did a kind of a song and like a mini documentary about uh, called Southside about uh, growing up in, in the Sacramento area. Just kind of take us back to to your roots, Tommy, musically coming up. What kind of was going on in your life that sort of pushed you in the in the direction and kind of the genesis musically for you and and you know Sacramento obviously being a big part of that. Um, just take us take us back to your kind of musical genesis. Well, um, I mean, I don't know. My mom gave me a guitar, like, when I was uh, 13, I think. I didn't even start playing until I started. I was always interested in music, though, you know, tooling around the piano. And then she got me a guitar, and something about that was just crazy. So I loved that, just the noise of it, you know? So I started learning how to, and I'm still learning how to play, right? That's just how it is. But uh, <laughs> anyway, and around, around the town, you know, Frank was really, uh, I started playing in bands, and back then it was like you would do five nights a week, four sets a night, and you'd play covers, and people would dance, and you'd play the hits of the day, and then everyone, of course, wrote their own little songs that they would, you know, play in a set every now and then. And then, as I was doing that, and I was probably one of the more popular bands in Sacramento, and then I started hearing about Frank, you know, and he just was like this 15-year-old kid that was like blowing everyone's mind around town, they're just like, just get Frank, you know, he's fucking amazing. And then I guess Frank had seen me. I didn't know this at the time. I learned later that he had seen me playing and just thought I was the bam shizzle or something like that. You know, he thought I was great or whatever, my vibe. So uh, he expressed, you know, wanting to, to jam together. We jammed a few times, and then I was in another band, and, you know, things just weren't working out with, I guess, their guitar player. And then I got out of this one band I was in, and they said, hey, man, come join us, you know, and we flew off. I mean, I joined them, and a week later, I was in Guam for three months playing to the troops over there, and we did that. But, you know, we, and we started writing songs immediately for, 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 you know, we wanted to be rock stars. We love rock, man. That's, that's, that's the genesis right there, if you talk about it. I just love, I mean, not, not so much being rock stars, but just fucking rocking, man. I love it, you know? That's just what I do, man. And it's, you know? it's, it's incredible, and it's just... Uh... So that's why for so many people, it's so great to see uh, this project coming about and resist and bite. And I would urge everyone to go over to the Facebook page so you can follow all the goings on. You talked about the album, the double album, perhaps, if you will. What uh, do you have kind of a, a target as far as a time frame on when you kind of want to try to get that? out what what's kind of the deal God, i would i wish that that you know i wish that it was going like it's go i wish we had a record right now and people were listening to the myth and all this was going on would be perfect but we do not you know and then the, it's like god do we just you know put these demos out as a record they do sound really good i mean our demos we've been working hard on and we you know we don't we 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 make them like almost like we're making a record, you know. We try and make them pretty nice, but as far as tracking, we don't spend as much time on, you know, getting certain tracks just perfect. So they're a little looser that way because we're not doing a record; we're doing a demo, right? But I, I, you know, as far as have I want a record out right now and want to be doing it right now, so it couldn't happen soon enough for me. And you know, I, I want to go out and work, you know, and and play and stuff, but. uh Probably realistically having a record out and 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 supporting it, I would say at least another year before that happens. I mean, realistically, unless we 
decide we want to put a record out of these demos that do sound awfully good, but I don't think good enough. You know, I think we have to make a record. Well, the myth I'm living is, it's one of my favorite songs that I've heard so far in 2020. I mean, it's incredible. Well, let me ask you, what do you think of the production of that? I... The production, I thought, was actually really good. I thought this was, I mean, I was not considering this to be a demo. I thought, you know, that this could be just a single. That's, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Well, I mean, it did come out rather well. I just I just know we could get the Sonics. I think we can get it a lot. I know we can get it a lot better. I mean, I just know how we worked on it. We, You know, like everything else, we've just been running through stuff. We don't spend a lot of time on making every take perfect. Perfect, and maybe that's part of it. I like that kind of stuff. For you. I mean, that's how I make records usually. I don't think you know. I like it to sound like I just like it's off the cuff and not too perfect anyway. So I don't know, but sonically, I think like the the low end, the bass needs to be a little bit better. So that's great, though. I think it did come out too for a demo. It's quite amazing, and we're very proud of it. Yeah. Well. Tommy, I can't thank you enough for for coming on with us this morning. It's a uh, it's been a true pleasure. Um, I guess oh, thank before, you. before I let thank you go, I got to ask you: Are you are you still doing um, the, the uh, guitar lessons on, uh, via your website? When it was send listeners to that, if they want no, to sign up for you that. know, I got I got to take that down because some someone just bought one the other day, and I'm not even doing. Okay. I don't have time <laughs> to do them. I'm working so much with the band now, so I you know I I was doing that for like the last you know from when I left in 2006 till about. A couple of years ago, I was doing lessons pretty solid, you know, and I was having fun with that. But, um, yeah, I haven't been able to. So, no, not doing lessons of anybody. If, you, if you're hearing me, don't don't click on there. Well, I'm not doing them. Good, good info. We will definitely not send people there then, but we will send people to uh, to your uh, Tommy Skio official uh, Facebook page and the Resist and Bite page uh, to keep up with all the goings on. There's going to be a lot coming up, Tommy. Thank you so much for coming on with us. It's been a true pleasure. We've wanted to make this happen for years. It finally has come to fruition. Awesome. Uh, have a great weekend, awesome. man, and we'll talk soon, man. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. All right. I'll talk to you later. You bet. Thanks a lot. Great to catch up with Tommy Skio talking about Resist and Bite, talking about Tesla, and everything in between. Tommy's a down-to-earth guy, man. You know, he's had his ups and downs, his trials and tribulations. We are just so thankful that uh, he's making music and everything sounds tremendous so far. So excited about that. Remember, head over to the Tommy Skio official uh, Facebook page and or the Resist and Bite uh, Facebook page and you'll get more information on the release and uh, the songs they got coming up. So excited about that. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Remember, our website is now ignitroentertainment.com. Yes, Music Mania is now a subsidiary of Ignitro Entertainment, which is going to feature um, everything on the entertainment side that we do, which means our Nostalgia podcast, pro wrestling, and now Music Mania as well is going to be featured on the Ignitro Entertainment website. Of course, our old website, musicmaniapodcast.com, will still be there, uh, just maybe not updated quite as much um, as Ignitro Entertainment. That's where everything will be under from here on out. Please uh, subscribe and leave us, leave us a star rating on uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Any way you choose to take in this podcast, we appreciate the feedback every single time. We'll be back next week. As long as I'm not coming down with coronavirus, can't wait to come at you guys next week with another big interview. Great guests. We've got them lined up all through the spring and summer months right here on the Music Mania Podcast. <laughs>